there comes a point in our lives when we strive to define our true meaning and purpose. Many of us move through our existence day after day, living through the same cycles and patterns that leave us feeling unfulfilled and searching for more. For those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every moment, to redefine how we perceive the truths of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every day. Are you living? Are you killing time? What's up, everybody? In today's episode, I would like to welcome back for the second time, the founder of Evolved Mastery, the host of the Evolved Mastery podcast, the author of Awaken Your Inner Master, The Journey of Self-Mastery, this book right here that I picked up and have not been able to kind of put down when I get into some of my toughest spots, but (laughs) it's a a good, good book. And uh, the one and only, the definition of the rare breed, Princeton Clark. Welcome back, my friend. What's going on, brother? (laughs) Thank you for having me back, man. It's always a pleasure to connect with a brother, you know, who truly has a passion to create change in the world. You know, you're, you're my tribe, man. So thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you back. You're only the second two-timer. I've only had one other person on twice. So you're, you're part of that rare breed, (laughs) whatever that's worth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm excited to dive into it, man. A lot of things are moving and shaking right now. And I just want to provide some value to your listeners, man, because I want to give a shout out to all the Live This Life podcast listeners out there because I know Heath has just brought some massive transformative information to you guys. And I just all of you who continue to show up, I'm just here to serve you guys. And, you know, I always say we're all spirits on a journey having a different human experience, but we get to share in these experiences. So thank you for creating this space for us to do just that. Yeah, man. This podcast probably wouldn't exist if it weren't for you and I crossing paths. I mean, I definitely attribute everything that's happened the last couple of years to a couple of very, you know, special people. Um, and you're one of them, you know, this, this whole path that I'm on wouldn't be what it is if you weren't there kind of guiding it from the start. So it's just, it's amazing. Like I, we, you know, we have our, we have our weekly things that I'm on. I'm on one of Princeton's uh, coaching sessions right now, uh, one of his mentorships. And, you know, we talk, we talk about it several times already in the two or three weeks that we've been on about how we've both watched each other just grow. And, and I feel like I've just kind of reverberated mm-hmm. off of everything that you've had going on. And, you know, even since the last episode that you were on, I believe it was like episode 16. It was early on doing this whole thing. But I mean, <laughs> you've, you've yeah. had a lifetime of stuff go on since that interview, you know, like you, you just cram lifetimes ah. of stuff into such a small amount of time. I mean... <laughs> First off, I mean, let's talk about the stuff that's going on with you and Tony, um, uh, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. I mean, you landed your position with them since the last time we chatted. Oh, man, man, so much has changed. I feel like I've been in literally I keep saying this like I've been in a time warp, you know, and you said, you know, you know, lifetimes have happened. And I always tell people I feel like I've lived multiple lives in one life. You know, but that's just the magic of living a life by choice, you know, and choosing to create this reality. And, you know, so, yeah, you know, I got hired and I'm about to say fired. Definitely, definitely wasn't fired. (laughs) Got hired to work with uh, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi as 
the first mastery coach in the new office here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And it just came like it manifested pretty much out of nowhere, you know, just via connections. You know, we talk about that one degree of separation, you know, like you're, the, that one connection, like you never know how connected you are to the circle around you, but um, or who they're connected to, you know. And so, I, yeah, I started working for them. I helped them build out a six week coaching program, helped them really develop their mastery program and their sales and scaling marketing momentum, all that good stuff. But you know, everything started to transition. When COVID hit, you know, of course, everybody started working from home. And I was still working full time for them at that time. And around that time, they were getting ready to go virtual with the KBB 2.0. And they were getting ready to go evergreen. And, you know, the, the riots are happening. Tony had come out, you know, and so like just this amazing experience. I've never really been one to be like, oh, my God. You know, it's more like, wow, like these are people that I've looked up to for a really long time because you know me, like I don't really put anyone above me or below me. You know, again, we're all spirits on a journey having different human experiences. But these two gentlemen, you know, I've had a plethora of experiences that I've gotten to learn from. And now I'm working with them and I'm seeing them every single day, you know, and it's, 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 it's funny when you're actually positioned that way because you start to realize like, look, these guys are really no different from you. Like, they got in at a right, it was all timing. You know, they came in at a yeah. the time, they seized that opportunity, they seized that moment, much like I was doing in my life, you know, and what the universe, what God, source, spirit, you know, revealed to me was that, you know, every decision that we make, there's an infinite possibility, infinite number of possibilities in front of us at any given time. But most people just don't seize the opportunity. You know, who, who says that I can't be the next or the next, next best, you know, or better than Tony Robbins? You know, nobody can can quantify that for me, you know, because I live my life and I believe, you know, I'm one of the greatest that's ever lived, you know, and because there's never going to be another me, you know. And so that's just my perception. And so working with them when all that stuff started happening and, you know, I realized that I was focused so much on serving their business and the brand and, you know, the feedback that I was getting from the, the clients that I was coaching through their programs was like, you know, where have you been? Like, who are you? <laughs> like, you know, and so it's like little God wings from the universe saying, okay, like you're still playing it small. Like you see this as a great opportunity, but you're still playing it small. What happened to your vision? What happened to your brand? Cause I'd start, I'd written my book. I'd published my book. I had started the Evolve Mastery podcast, you know, and then I got hired to work for them. I wasn't promoting my book. I wasn't really doing podcasts, you know, and it's not really until recently that I started really focusing on Evolve Mastery again because I decided to become a contracted coach for Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. I mean, I've gotten to work with some pretty amazing people, but I'm just in that place now, you know, after seeing how they do things internally, how they built their business. You know, I've, I've learned a lot of what to do, but I've also learned a lot of what not to do, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, I'll be honest, there's a lot of shady stuff that happens within the industry. No matter where you are, you know, and this isn't a isn't a ham on anyone. It's just that we're all learning and we're emulating what's for us and what's not for us. And we're taking it to the next level, you know. And so I was provided with an amazing opportunity to do just that, you know, working for them. But I'm slowly transitioning out now, you know, to really focus on my brand, you know, barely utilizing my podcast. Now getting ready to promote more podcast episodes, more interviews. And uh, writing my second book that's coming too, 
you know, and so we'll see how we'll see if we can beat my record of two weeks on the last book. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee if that's your shot, you're going to do it. I mean, you're going to make your mark. So, <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking about the magic of it, like Tony Robbins, you know, Dean Graziosi. These two guys have been in the industry for what, you know, over 20 years now. They've been doing this for a long time. 60 and years, over 60 years together. That's amazing, you know, and they are really the top of people who are really looking to do self-improvement and, and better themselves and become entrepreneurs and everything. And here you are, like, I feel like you're, you're really, since the first time I met you and everybody who I've talked to about you since then, I've said like, this guy is one of the biggest up and comings. He's, he's, you know, from the time that you came out, like you kind of had a few, quite a few followers, you had a decent following and stuff, but mm-hmm. really Evolve Mastery wasn't a huge thing. It wasn't big yet. It wasn't really making its name. You were just starting out. And then of all cities, these guys could have set up camp. There it is in Scottsdale, <laughs> like right where you are. And, you know, you mm-hmm. get in there and it's just like, wow, you know, I see you had hit for that. And then you announced that you're, you're kind of going to step away from it and just be contract. I'm like, wait a minute. This is the show. <laughs> this is, what are you doing? This is the show, you know? But then seeing what's come on the backside because you kind of went into that whole thing. And then it was like, it was kind of like Princeton went into a bit of a black hole. Like we didn't hear much other than kind of what you were doing within that, but it wraps up so much of your time. Like you said, you couldn't mm-hmm. develop everything else. And now, you know, I feel like you kind of went into like a mini chrysalis with that. And now you've come back out and done your own stuff. And it just seems like it's catching fire. You know, you've, you've just had like a new explosion of all your efforts and it's just been cool to mm-hmm. just kind of watch all this stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing because you show what the dedication towards your craft and the dedication of where you want to go in life and the trajectory that you want to take it and just move on it. And you just set up a recipe where anybody can do it. No one can say, I can't do it because of X, Y, and Z, because I mean, you got a tough story to measure up to. If somebody else is going to say, what was me? I don't have good things going on in my life. Like, well, hear about where my man Princeton came from. Like, (laughs) Yeah. You made a lot out of it, man. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I, I recently have been thinking about, you know, just my journey, you know, coming from being abused and being molested and struggling with deep depression and, you know, being medicated, you know, for most of my young early life into my young adult life, you know, and, you know, just the path through gangs and drugs and alcoholism and then my failed suicide attempt. And I look at where I am now and I always have people ask me, you know, how did you go from being in that space to being where you are now? Like really moving the way you move, creating the way you create, like coming from that, you know, and, and I always tell them I had to make the decision to become a disruptive force in my life. I had to choose to disrupt everything that did not flow towards that desired goal, to be a better father, to be a better husband, to be a better leader in my personal life so that I could be a better leader in my external life. You know, and the more I begin to study, you know, being a multidimensional leader, being able to impact any person's path or life that crosses your path, the more I begin to understand, you know, and it, it didn't really hit me as as greatly as it has in, in the recent, recent passing weeks, you know, just what a disruptive force I am, not because I've done anything that makes me more special than anyone else but because I've dedicated myself to disrupting anything that makes me comfortable being less than what I have the potential to be. And so when I set my mind to something, you know, even when I work with my clients, 
you know, I always tell them like, I'm not the, I'm not the coach or guide you come to, you know, if you want a coach or, or, or a guide or whatever, it's like, I, I've been struggling with those two names. Like, you know, what am I? I was talking to my friend, Tara, Tara, one of my assistants, I was talking to her recently. And I was like, none of those names, like, really resonate with me, you know, mastery coach or mastery guide, or I'm not a guru. I'm none of these things. And I, I said, you know, I don't think I can be defined, but if I were to use a word and it's a word I've been using a lot lately, just looking back over my life, I'm a disruptor, you know, and you can't be around someone like me and not have your comfortable mediocrity disrupted. You can't be around me and not feel challenged to be that next level version of yourself because the only thing I'm ever going to speak to is that version of you. I'm not going to talk to your problems. I'm not going to talk to your issues. I'm not going to ask you a bunch of questions about who, what, when, and how. I'm going to talk to you now about what you are now and what you have the potential to do now because the only thing that ever matters, and I know you're huge on talking about the power of now, you know, the only thing that ever matters is right now. Mm -hmm. Like, who are you right now? You are literally defining that with every action you create and take in this moment, you know? And so, you know, moving into this very accepted, disruptive space in my life now, you know, I've just owned it. You know, I, I, I before now, I didn't want to use the word, you know, disruptor, because I didn't want to be looked at like, who does he think he is? But that was an imposter mindset. Like, you know, every per great person that's ever come through history that disrupted a society you know, they had to first see themselves as being the possible change, you know? And so I look at the world, I look at the coaching industry, I look at, you know, all the areas of entrepreneurship, so many people moving out into the world, trying to advance and create their own space. You know, I look at relationships and I see so many areas in people's lives that limit them that need to be disrupted. And yeah, you know, I had to be a disruptive force. It started with me. I couldn't be that leader or that, 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 light in the world if I didn't become that light for myself first. And that's why I move the way I do. That's why I expedite my growth. You're definitely a pioneer in the way that you reach it. And I think that's what's resonated with me and drawn me so close to you over the past few years was I kind of, I just see us having very similar mindsets that just like mm -hmm. something's out there. I'm going to go snatch it. And I'm going to grab it and I'm going to do it faster and better than anybody else, you know, but mm -hmm. being that disruptor, that's, literally what I've tried to do as well. And I had to shed the judgments of what that meant, just kind of like you did with, you had to go in a different direction than what other people were doing, because that's what the world needed. They didn't need another Tony or another Dean or another anybody else. Cause they had the one and only Princeton. Yes. And that's what mattered most. And I had to kind of see that, see the example and be like, you know what, that's exactly what I have to do. Instead of trying to do something that's going to be a cookie cutter of what I think people want to hear. So I don't offend people and go with the flow. Just like I told you when we we're talking about the political stuff, like I'm kind of tired of just having people be happy because I'm making a decision that's going to make them happy. Like I got to make the best decisions and make the best. And so, you know, that inspired me, but I want to double back to something else you said about the comfortable mediocrity. Like that is something that I think literally every single person needs to have, whether they're comfortable and they just want one of those kind of lives where it is just mediocre. I think so many people need to have their mediocrity disrupted in some way. You don't have to go mm -hmm. out there and be a Princeton where you're, you're jumping up on this huge stage or do stuff like I'm doing. But I think everybody, no matter how they operate in their lives, needs to have that mediocrity shaken up. And when you do and you push through it and you see what's on the other side, you find that 
satisfaction of living life. Like even mm-hmm. in just smallest quantities, I think it's such a valuable lesson to just get the juice out of life that way. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you went back to that too, because even as I was saying that it kind of popped in my head. Um, but I think a lot of people, and I'm glad you also mentioned that, you know, not everybody has to do what I'm doing or has to do what you're doing, you know, but I always say, ask yourself, am I truly happy in my life? Do I truly have peace? Do I truly have joy? Do I truly feel like I am living my life and not surviving my life? If you can't say yes to each one of those things, you are in a state of comfortable mediocrity. You know, you are comfortably uncomfortable in your life and you're choosing to accept it. Now, there are certain people, and I call these the rare breed individuals like yourself, like myself, who believe and who know that they are here for a great purpose. They know that they are here to give birth to something. They are here to leave something to this world. And they are, they are waking up every day seeking that path that's going to allow them daily to leave a legacy, you know, a legacy of love, a legacy of connection, a legacy of compassion, a legacy of healing, you know, a legacy that's going to not only impact their children's children, children, but also a legacy that's going to impact other people's children's children's children. You know, those are the rare breed, the innovators, the anomalies, you know, and I think for them, you know, and I know there's probably quite a few who are listening to your podcast right now, you know, for those of you who feel like, you know, you have something great to give birth to, you know, I just want to give you guys some love right now, you know, but I want to, I want to challenge you in, in this moment because, this is a challenge that I've had to issue to myself. And I'm going to go back to the other people who maybe they just want to be, have the love, the joy, the peace, and they don't really feel like they're called to do anything great, but they're not happy truly being where they are. Um, but for the rare breeds, individuals, each one of you brings something different that you've been called to seed into this world. You know, and the thing about a seed is you got to nurture that seed. You know, you got to really pay attention to who you're surrounding yourself with, the conversations you're having, the music you listen to. Like you are pure energy connecting to energy. And if you are not monitoring that, you know, what's, what sets your soul on fire? You know, because a lot of times we get two in our heads. You know, when you know you have this idealistic vision, you know, you want to change the world or and maybe you see something that you could do, but you haven't fully found your purpose in it. Um I think it's very important to take a step back for a moment and get less out or get out of your head, be less in your head, be more in your heart. And I know it's so easy and it sounds so esoteric to say, get into your heart. You know, we get so used to hearing these things all the time, but, you know, I really want to challenge you. And this goes for everybody, by the way, not just this next level of people, but, you know, even more so for this next level of people, because, I think people who are truly who truly have this idealistic view or perspective of what they want to create in the world, what they want to manifest, they spend so much time externally viewing what's already in the world and assessing the external and then assessing themselves to compare. You know, and this creates this this comparison mentality where they ne- then start judging themselves because they're not moving fast enough or maybe it's not manifesting fast enough. You know, or maybe they're missing opportunities that they feel like other people are getting and they'd start asking questions like, when is my opportunity going to come? You know, you're, you're two in your head, you know, and the reason you aren't fully stepping into what's available to you, the reason you aren't stepping into the provision for that vision is because you spend so much time in your head and you're not in your heart. You know, in our last session through the mentorship program, we talked about intuition, mm-hmm. like listening to that, that small, still voice that's talking every single day. 
you know, when you truly know that you've been called to do something great, you can't manifest that greatness without listening to your heart. You can't manifest that greatness without getting into a quiet space and saying, you know what? It's just me. It's just me in this space. And having those deep conversations with yourself and asking yourself, we talked about the fact that we always know how we're showing up or failing to show up. A lot of the times facing ourselves is the toughest thing to do though. Um, So for all the rare breed individuals, you know, I want to challenge you guys really get quiet, get out of your head. And I need you to say to yourself, nothing else exists but me in this moment. And I need you to take a deep breath in this moment right now. And I need you to just ask if there's an area where you feel agitated or you feel like a door isn't opening or where you feel like you have a bad relationship relationally with another person or with money or with things. I need you to ask each one of those areas, understanding that every one of those aspects of your life are like an energetic branch. You know, energy is not flowing or it is flowing and it's creating the fruit or not creating the fruit. But I need you to ask those energetic branches, you know, why or or why is my relationship not good with you right now? Why am I not seeing the fruit in the area of you that I'm meant to see? And I want you to start really getting deep into that space. And there's so much I can say about that. And Eve can tell you that. You know, but, you know, really get heart centered for all these next level leaders, people who feel like they have a great purpose. Get into your heart and don't just say it. Spend time there talking to yourself. Look at your life. At the end of the day, you know, if you didn't get a certain result, ask yourself, what actions did I take and what actions can I take better tomorrow and become consistent? Because it's an everyday thing. You know, I didn't evolve in my life, not committing to it every single day. Every time doors open up for me, people are like, how the hell did that happen? You know, it didn't happen overnight. I saw a lot of what's happening for me now. I saw it over, over a decade and a half ago, but I stayed with it. There were times I wanted to give up, but I stayed with it. I stayed consistent. You know, and I think when you want to move out of that place of comfortable mediocrity, you have to get yourself into a state of being in a thought process of it's inevitable. You know, like you can't tell me that my greatness isn't going to manifest. It's inevitable to me because I feel it in my heart. I've embodied that belief. You know, it's inevitable to me. It doesn't matter what challenge comes. It doesn't matter what happens when I wake up in the morning. It's inevitable to me. It's got to happen because I'm happening. It's got to happen. The provision has to be there because I was given the vision, you know, and and man, there's so much, I feel like we could go so deep into that, but you know, just to honor the time, you know, I want to go back, you know, to also those other people who are just seeking love, who are just seeking peace, who are just seeking joy. They just want to be happy in their life. And I want to, I just want to let you guys know, because I know sometimes you guys feel like, you know, well, I haven't really been called to be anything great or to do anything great. Just because you don't feel like you have been called to maybe impact the world on a major level or anything like that. You have been called to live this life. You have been called to show up, to evolve in love, which is the greatest call of all. You know, some of us just have the ability to use that and take it to another level. We've been given different gifts, different abilities, you know, but every breath you take is a gift. This whole journey for all of us, you know, as me being in this place right now, I'm speaking to you to light that fire in you so that you can love yourself more greatly, so that you can show up for yourself, for your family, to create a life that you truly enjoy living. Whether you are, you know, a Mother Teresa, a Martin Luther King, a Tony Rock, it doesn't matter. Or whether you're just the person who lives, you know, in the country somewhere who just wants to live a good life, you know, or you're in a city and you just want to enjoy the moments, you know, but you're too busy looking at things externally. You know, the same thing applies that applies to that rare breed of individual, you know, look within your heart. 
How are you showing up in your life right now? Are you showing up in a way to appease people, to appease your surroundings or your circumstances? Or are you waking up every single day to love yourself more? Are you waking up every single day today to say, even though I may not be where I want to be today, I'm better? Because life is about evolution. You know, truly living your life is about evolving daily, becoming a better version of yourself today. Not saying that your current version is negative or wrong or bad, because really those are all labels that we define, but they really don't exist. You know, they're mental frameworks, you know, but just to say that where you are right now, you know, you have the potential to be better, to evolve into a stronger, wiser, more gifted version of yourself in the way that you create your life. And, you know, I think that's important to mention because we're on the Live This Life podcast. So many people look at other people's lives and they're like, man, I wish I had that life. And I always tell people, don't ever say that. What's fine? Go on a journey. Find what's special about your life. You know, pick up a book, take a journey, you know, go on a trip. If you can't go on a trip, I always say in the beginning, I didn't have a lot of money. I sat there and I would read, 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 you know, and that was my escape, you know, but I wasn't reading for the sake of reading. I was reading to escape the reality that I was in so that I could see a bigger picture than the one that I was currently, that I had currently created, Mm. you know, and so Man, there's a lot that I can say about that too, but this is an interview, so. (laughs) (laughs) Like what you just said about live, live this life. Like when I, when I had the concept for that title, what I didn't want it to become though, was people reading that or listening to maybe anything that I had going on or what maybe someone like you had, don't live that life. Don't live the life that Prince is living. Don't live this life that I'm living. Live the one that you have. Live the one, this one that you're in listening to this podcast, living a life. Like that was one of the biggest things. Just that title was what I wanted to make sure people understood because everyone's path is different. Just like I have a friend who happens to be like a scuba instructor in like Bermuda that I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. And I look at his life and, you know, he's out there like taking bachelorette parties on scuba dives and all that kind of stuff. You know, he's 40 years old now. I I look at the life he gets to live. I'm like, dude, you're in the tropics. You're doing what you do. It's amazing. He's like, look at you. You got a beautiful family and a gorgeous home and you got all this stuff going on. I envy you. You know, everybody always thinks like, man, I wish I could be up on the stage but at a certain like point in my life right now i'm wishing that i could be the type of person like you were just talking about that could have an outpouring of love that that's their goal in life and that's a major accomplishment so i think the across the spectrum um reaching for those goals and your life in those senses is just it's all scaled to what's important to you Mm -hmm. and i think it starts from there right you know because at the end of the day, I can't give to the world more than I give to those closest to me. I can't give to the world more than I give to myself. You know, what I'm creating in the world, whether it's on a small scale or a large scale, is a product of what I'm giving to my inner world. You know, and I always say the legacy that I leave for myself, you know, is something that I calculate daily. What's the legacy that I leave for my kids? What's the legacy that I leave for my fiance? You know, what's the legacy that I leave for my extended family? What's the legacy? See, because those are, it's like, there's levels to the layers of that. Now, I know some people may say, well, I don't have a huge family. I don't have a lot of family. It's just me. Go out and meet people, connect to people, find things that you're truly interested in and find circles where there are people who are interested in those things. You know, because family doesn't have to be blood. 
You know, I have plenty of soul family. Heath is my soul family. And he's probably more like a brother to me than some of my own family members. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, when, when I look at that, you know, I look at the fact that if I had never put myself out there, if I never loved myself enough to evolve, I would have never met my soul family and Heath, you know, or his beautiful family. You know, I, that would have never happened. You know, and so for those of you who may feel like you're alone living this life, you know, and you don't really feel like you have some someone that you can leave a legacy to. So it's like, why try? There are plenty of people. It's a reason why you've been given certain gifts, certain certain passions, certain things that light your heart on fire, because all of those things are doorways into the lives of other people that you have soul family all over this world who care about, who get lit on fire about the same things that you do. But if you never break free out of that bubble that you've created for yourself, you know, you'll never connect to those people. It doesn't mean they don't exist. You don't have to be alone. You know, you're connecting to this podcast. You can connect to Heath on social media. You can connect to me on social media. You know, I know, you know, we're getting ready to work on some things together. You know, start building your tribe. And a lot of times we hear that word, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe or that phrase, your vibe attracts your tribe, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just kind of become one of those sayings, you know, people just say it sounds like a great quote, but really it's true. Like your energy, your state of flow is going to determine what you flow into, the connections you flow into, the opportunities, the doorways, the gifts, you know, and so get outside of that flow, break that mediocre mediocre, you know, mundane reality that you're creating for yourself because you are capable of so much more. You are a divine creator creating in every breath, through every decision, through every word, every thought, every idea. And if you're looking around your life right now, for those of you, as I said, who feel like you don't have family, you don't have someone to leave someone to, you're not in a relationship. All I say is you have a clear whiteboard in front of you. Mm -hmm. Your life is your canvas. With each breath, you become something new. The breath is the paint, the body is the brush, the world is the canvas. You know, and so imagine that because you don't have those things, you have an empty canvas in all those areas that you literally have opportunities to go out and create a work of art in. But the question is, will you do it? How bad do you truly want to live this life? You know, and I think that's a question we really have to ask ourselves and dive into. And that's why I love this podcast, because that's what you do. <laughs> that's why I kept that that little catchphrase that I had in the beginning. And I've kept it through every iteration of the intro that I have. Are you living or are you killing time? Because mm. it's whatever makes you light up that makes you feel alive. And if you're not doing that, what are you doing? You're really just killing time. You're just kind of waiting for tomorrow and whatever is going to be after it. And you're waiting for something to show up. You're just waiting for time to just keep on passing, except mm -hmm. other people like you and I were out there literally making something happen every single day. And like you said, if you're just, if you're making the connections, if that's what you're doing to make things happen, then so be it. Make those connections, connections in life, whether they're virtual, whatever. we've all made virtual connections in the last year, you know, like, yeah, I became good friends with a guy who's another one of my mentors, Ben Carroll. Like I've, I've known him for years. He's a lead guitarist <laughs> on my favorite band and, you know, him and I just chatting much more over the course of uh, a lot of time. And then as soon as kind of COVID was over, I'm like, dude, I'm coming up to Maine. He's like, yep, dude, come up to Maine. Like we got together <laughs> as soon as possible. Like making those connections is just one of the best things you can possibly do, whether it's virtual or otherwise. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, 
COVID did a number on everybody though. I mean, COVID just put everybody in that isolation. Yeah. It, um, I think it gave people a lot of opportunity to take stock of what's next. You know, it was just mm -hmm. kind of that incubation period where they couldn't do much or go anywhere, but they got to sit there and say like, as soon as this is over, I'm going to do this. Yeah. What was that for Princeton? You know, like I know you were still busy throughout the whole thing, but what did, uh, what were some of the things that you just were ready to break out through or what were the growth periods that you kind of felt like you uh, during this whole thing? Man, I'm going to be honest. Cause I was still busy, you know, working with clients, you know, coaching people all over the world like that, that, that was great. Cause I still had that connection and a lot of people didn't, but man, the thing for me was I missed the in-person like hugs. Like I'm a big hugger, yep. like being around people. I'm, I, I'm more of an in-person person than I am a virtual person. Yeah. You know, and though I've had to pivot to use social media more to build my engagement and to really connect to those that follow me or that I've connected to, you know, it's, there's nothing like, having in-person events, you know, meeting people, traveling, you know, and going to different places. Speaking of, I got to get out there to see you, brother, or you got to yeah. come out here. Yeah, either, uh, <laughs> either or. I kind of want to get out there, but I also want you to get out here. I know I kind of like joked before. I'm like, dude, you don't want to come to Massachusetts. But no, it's a it's a beautiful place. You know, it's 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 got its flaws like anywhere else. But man, I want to go fishing, man. I oh, my go God. Fishing and spend some time on the water. That's like that's my heart. Like I haven't been fishing in over 12 years. Notice how the country comes back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I haven't been fishing in, in over 12 years. And I was recently talking about that. And, you know, this is Arizona. Unless I go up north, you know, I'm yeah. in the desert. So, yeah. but yeah, man, we got to take a fishing trip. Bro. Oh, I've, and that's part of my self care that I've had with so much stuff that I have going on. I'm busier now than I've ever been in my life. And I consistently say that like year after year with maybe the occasional slump in the last few years when I was, you know, sort of having like the retraction type period. But part of my self care in being all that busy is I've just made a dedicated effort to say, I'm going to go out. Like I, there was a time mm -hmm. span with five, like five, six years that I never just took a Saturday morning and went fishing. Well, Memorial day weekend, it was a monsoon all three days of Memorial day weekend. <laughs> I took a raincoat. I got up at like 5am and I was on the rivers, tromping through the woods, doing brook fishing the whole time. And it's, it was magic because I didn't have any music with me. I just literally let myself just kind of like be where I was. And it was magic. Um, but that those are just the examples of like doing the things that would light you up no matter what it is. Yeah. Talking about making connections with people, but like just dedicating that time to do like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And you just, you take, you don't take no for an answer, you know, phone yeah. went on, phone went on, do not disturb. And I was like, left a note, I'm going fishing and left it on the counter. <laughs> I would I'm love lovingly, to have you come with me though. Oh man. I'm lovingly jealous right now because that just <laughs> sounds so beautiful. Uh, but yeah, we got to do that, man. I mean, oh, yeah. and that leads back to what you just said, self-care, you know, that self-care, the self-love, doing the things that you love, not doing the things that other you think other people want to see or that you think, you know, would make you look like something, you know, in the world or to other people. But, mm -hmm. you know, doing the things that truly make you happy, you know, you ever look at a little child who every day and we talked about this before, every day is an adventure. They wake up every day and they're not thinking about what I'm going to say. Like I have a 10 month old, well, 11 month old now. You think she wakes up every day like, I wonder what my dad's going to say if I do this. No, she's going to do what she wants to do until I pick her up. Like I literally can pick her up, walk her across the room and say, no, Kamaya. 
and she will get up and she will crawl right back to that same spot because <laughs> it's an adventure for her. She's like, I'm experiencing something new every single day. And I think as we grow more mature in age, we lose that sense of adventure and it doesn't disappear. We live in a world that most of us have barely seen 1% of, mm-hmm. you know, like there is so many experiences and we have the freedom to experience it. You know, and people say, well, you know, I don't have money to travel. Well, there are churches, missions that literally you can travel the world to be of service and get to experience other countries. And don't, you don't even have to pay anything. They will sponsor you to do it. Like, I think a lot of times we just make those excuses, man. Mm-hmm. We make excuses because we've allowed ourselves to be conditioned or to be domesticated, as Don Miguel Ruiz would say, you know, into believing that this is just our life. And now I'm just got to, I got to settle with it. And you don't know what I've been through and you don't know what challenges I've faced. And if you just listen to that, even as I say it, the energy of that is so low. It's no Mm. wonder so many people struggle with depression. You know, they take their energy so low. Depression isn't something that happens overnight. It's something that happens as a result of you putting your energy in a very low state for a prolonged period of time. You know, and then as a result, you move into depression. And because you've now habitually done it for so long, that's why it's hard to get out. It's not that, oh, I need medication. No, you need to change your habits. And I can say that because I struggled with depression. I was on medication. I stopped taking the medication because I knew at the end of the day, the medication wasn't going to change my reality. Only I could change my reality. Granted, you know, I took myself off the medication. The next thing you know, I tried to commit suicide, you know, but. That was my wake up call. Had that not happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I was blessed to not have gotten to that point. But you don't have to experience that. You don't have to lock your life in. You don't have to stay on medication. You just have to learn how to create new experiences. And if you don't know how to do that, reach out to people. Stop feeling like you got to live this life alone. Stop holding on to past traumas where people didn't show up for you, where people stabbed you in the back or where you were alone or you were abused. Stop holding on to that stuff as a reason for why you don't reach out to people now, because the people you connect to today are going to open doors for your tomorrow. But you got to be open to do that. And that's one lesson I had to learn, you know, but it's a part of that journey, that self-care, that self-love, making yourself available and being willing to be vulnerable to your life. Like you make yourself vulnerable to pain. You make yourself vulnerable to fear. You make yourself vulnerable to worry. And then you wonder why you keep creating this insanity that only keeps regurgitating more of the same Mm -hmm. until you change. You know, it's like the saying, until you change the way you see things, then the same, the things that you see will never change. But if you change the way you see things, the things that you see will change. But it starts with looking in yourself and really assessing your life and saying, is this really what I want to create with my life? Is this really what I'm willing to settle with? Because you have a choice and you're always one choice away from change. It's so true. So true. Some of the greatest things that I've had were things that terrified me. You know, some of the greatest, Mm -hmm. some of the greatest lessons, some of the greatest decisions that I've made. And it's pretty much been since you and I have connected. Um, Every, every decision that I've made to move on something that scared me or, you know, something I just thought to myself, like, wow, that seems really uncomfortable. I've done it. I said I was never going to mm-hmm. get into politics. I've said it so many times. So when I did it, people were like, hmm, I thought you said you were never going to get into politics. You know, <laughs> I, I did it because I didn't want to do it. But I knew that if I did do it, I would likely do well in it because I don't like to have the exception of defeat. And mm-hmm. like with this podcast, this terrified the hell out of me. And 
I really didn't want to do it at the start. And I, there are some, there are some days, like you said, where I'm like, why am I still doing this? You know, like it's, <laughs> it's it, it, like something, what is, what is it that's pushing you forward? Well, it's because I know, you know, in the end, these are all beneficial things that I'm either doing for myself, others, whatever it is, but it's that, that uncomfortableness that you push through. And usually some of the greatest things, we always make those sports analogies. You and I are always making the weight yeah. analogies and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, that that extra pain turns into some amazing amazing growth and strength on the other side and i wish everybody could just get that message you know everybody who just doesn't have the good stuff in their life where they can sit back every day and they don't feel like they have the gratitude you give them the gratitude exercises of of you know give give thanks to everything to start your day it just puts you in that right vibe and people are like what if i just don't have anything to be grateful for it's like it's every, like you're breathing yeah Everybody, everybody has something to be grateful for as, mm -hmm. as much as you think you don't. Some of the people in the worst places and the worst circumstances have something to still be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, I'm glad you hit on that. You know, that's such a great point. And, and we were talking about this recently, too. You know, you can't there's someone out there who wishes they had your situation. I know. You know, like that you want to talk about humbling, like. That's what I think about when every time I even part my lips to complain about something, it's like it immediately punches it back into my mouth. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is someone who wishes they had your situation right now. Don't you, you don't have the right to complain. You know, you're breathing right now. Someone didn't wake up today. Okay. Yeah. So shut up, shut up. What are you going to do to honor the breath that you have right now? You know, and that's how I talk to myself. You know, oh, I don't, I, I didn't need to go to a, to, a, to an interview, you know, but I don't have clothes to wear. Someone out there literally wears cloth and carries a bucket on their head every single day just to get water. Yeah. You know, like, shut up. Like, <laughs> really first world problems, guys. Like, yeah. like, we look, we are so comfortable here in America. You know, we are comfortably uncomfortable to the point of misery. Yeah. But we ignore it because as long as we're getting fat and out of shape, yes, I'm going to say it. You know, as long as we're living less of a life, you know, and we're conditioned to do that, then we give ourselves the right to blame everybody else that we've given our responsibility away to for all the problems that we have, all the things that are not manifesting for our life. But the truth is, you are the root to the tree of your life. And if it's not manifesting, if you're complaining about it, I always say, don't complain about the results you're not getting from the actions you don't take. Mm -hmm. If you're not waking up every single grateful, just let's just start with the breath in your body today. Somebody did not wake up. Somebody ha yesterday had a dream, had a vision, and because of recklessness or a disease or something, they were taken away from this world. But you woke up today. Don't you dare complain about where you are in your life because life is still telling you you are still worth it to me. So if life is still giving you breath, this thing that comes freely. And it's giving it to all the people that are alive right now, all the people that are listening to this podcast right now. Life is telling you that you are worth it, but you don't see yourself as being worth it. And that's why you complain. It comes back to that self-esteem, self-worth, you know, and then we, we deflect to what's happening in our lives or what's happened in our lives or what's happening in the world. No, the issue is how you're choosing to show up or not show up for yourself. You know, again, I was abused mentally, physically, verbally, and emotionally as a child. I was molested between the ages of 9 and 11, struggled with deep depression, started writing notes and letters about committing suicide in high school. My mom found it. I went to see a psychiatrist. They put me on medication. I was on medication for attention deficit disorder and, and ADHD from first grade all the way to eighth grade until I took myself off of it 
because I didn't like the way it made me feel. Ended up in gangs, ended up on drugs, was an alcoholic before the age of 21, been in shootouts, been in fights, seen people shot right next to me. Don't dare, like I don't hear the complaints from people, man. Like I have a really hard time, unless you've been somewhere worse than me, I have a really hard time listening to people's excuses because I know that there are people, you know, we, we don't even have to go into like the human trafficking, you know, people who are truly in bondage yeah. and they don't have a choice. Literally all they can do is say, thank you that I'm alive today. That's mm -hmm. all they can do because they don't know if they're going to be alive at the end of the day because they don't even control their life. But if you are not in bondage, nobody is dictating or controlling what your life can or cannot be. You don't have room to complain. You don't have room to make excuses. Either you show up for yourself or you don't show up for yourself. And this is how I talk to my clients because you are not, you can't get to a level that I've gotten to, you know, and I'm not even, I'll even say, I'm not even a half the way to where I have the potential to go, you know, but every day I'm getting closer because every day I'm showing up as something new in my life. Every day when I face a challenge, I embrace that challenge and I say, thank you. Thank you for showing me where I've been comfortable. Thank you for showing me where I could have made excuses. Thank you for showing me where I need to grow or where I need to, need to level up because that's the only reason challenges come. That's the only reason we face and have to grow through the different circumstances, fears, worries, doubts, you know, and all these mental programs that we've created through trauma or through different life experiences. That's the only reason those things are given to us on our life path curriculum so that we can level up and truly learn to be grateful, truly learn to love ourselves, truly learn to live this life. And, you know, if you're not ready to do that, then you are wasting your breath. Like I, I tell people, some people just got to get hit so hard till the only place they can look is up, you know, and I don't wish that on anyone. You know, if you have breath in your body right now, start being grateful for that breath and ask yourself every day, what am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. It's so many people do that in so many different ways. You know, so many people mm -hmm. don't appreciate life until it's either almost ripped from them, something tragic happens. But, the, you know, that's the journey that a lot of us had to be on. I know that I was from that perspective as well. I didn't get kicked mm -hmm. in the right direction until I kind of felt like I had nowhere to go and I was at the rock bottom. And, uh, you know, it happens with a lot of people. Sometimes they just have to find that path. But, that's the painful route, you know, like you can, yeah. you, can, you can go these other routes. I mean, there's, there's the, the concepts of, um, of Ken show and Satori. I've been looking into that one a lot and, you mm -hmm. know, I, I forgot which one's which, but one of them is the, the path of learning things through pain. And the other one is learning things through more of a state of flow and, and not so much learning things, but really progressing in life. You can do it through the whole painful process. And we both know what that's like, or, take the other route, listen to some of the advice, follow people like mm -hmm. Princeton, and you're able to get into the flow and have that same acceleration instead of it's like the stock market where it goes up and it bounces down and then it goes up a mm -hmm. little bit more and it's higher than its peak was before, but then there's a crash. That's the tough yeah. route. A nice steady one where it's on a constant incline with little waves. Like that's the easier route that you, people should really look for. And there's a way to get there. You know, I wish yeah. I had found it. I wish I had, <laughs> I wish I had that mindset before, you know, some of the tough times, but hopefully that's what conversations like this and, you know, like your vibe attracts your tribe. Well, we're part of people's tribe. If they're listening to this, if they listen to you, if they listen to podcasts like this, 
we are officially part of their tribe. And this is exactly mm-hmm. all I had at a certain point. I was surrounded by, you know, very negative mindsets of people. All you got to do is just kind of turn mm-hmm. your attention this way. Just got to turn your attention yeah. away from those negative things. And those people, the advice, the places, the books, everything, it's all out there. Yeah. Like Clubhouse. That's another thing we've we've been kind of, I wish I could be busier than I have been. Because most of the time I'm jumping on and, and I'm like listening from work and I'll get the invite to be a moderator in there. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm good to go. You know, all of a sudden the phone rings and I got to like, it out <laughs> but if you guys are on clubhouse, um, look Princeton up on there. I'm on there as well, but I've got nowhere near as huge of a following as Princeton has. I get as busy as I possibly can be on there, but some of the conversations and the power circle that Princeton has started, um, with Chris and Tara, I mean, both of them are awesome to have on your team. Yeah. Awesome facilitators. But if you're not on clubhouse and you're looking for that tribe, get on there. Cause sometimes Princeton will just drag people up on that stage and you're not just a listener. You're not like on the one way channel, like you are right here with this podcast, listening to it. You're potentially going to come up on stage and you're going to talk with everybody. You're going to hop on the mic and you're going to, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to get it out there. Yeah. I actually have, you know, because it's an invite only platform, you know, and it's open to Android and iPhone now, but I have seven invites, you know, and so if you guys add me on Instagram at Princeton Clark, you know, the first seven people to message me, let me know you heard me on the Live This Life podcast, and I'll send you an invite if you want to join Clubhouse. Um, And you can also reach out to people that you know that may be on the app as well. But it's definitely, I think Clubhouse is an amazing app because it's level the playing field. Mm -hmm. I always say there's no hierarchy. You know, it's just people having a conversation and I, you know, I mean, you've been in the rooms like it's, I don't feel like anyone that comes in that room can't be on the stage. Of course, you, you're starting to get some of the bot, bots and the scammers that come on and they just want to yell when you bring them up. So if I don't know them, that's one thing that I've paid close attention to. Like I've vetted people that come on my stage. I've spoken to them before. They've come frequently. I see them in the audience. I'll go through their bios and I read about them. I'll go to their Instagram, you know, and I, I read about them and then. If I like what they're doing, you know, a lot of times I'll invite them up whether they request it or not, you know, because I just want to create a stage where there's so many different ages and change in this world that can pour into people because I feel like we as humanity, we're so divided right now. And I don't just do that on Clubhouse, you know, I also do it on other platforms, you know, when I'm on live or something like that, like I'll bring people on live with me and we just have a conversation. I'll coach people live, you know, but we as humanity, we're not designed to flow disconnected the way that we are we were designed to flow together and that's one area you know even in the coaching industry you know i feel like everybody's so busy trying to be a copy of a copy and i'm like no own your own unique beauty own your own unique genius there is something seated into you that isn't seated into anybody else on this planet that only you can give birth to like own that you know and then bring your genius to the world and you know i think that's huge you know it's so important to bring the soul aspect back to what it is that we do, you know, as individuals, learning to love my or my neighbor as myself. You know, I don't see people as different from me. I see I see them as spirits having different journeys that I can learn from. Everyone knows something that I don't know, and I think that's that's why you know podcasts are great. But then having somewhere like Clubhouse where you can go on, you can actually have conversations and get on stage and talk to people that you never would have thought you would ever talk to before. You know, is that's what makes that so special, you know, but I'm creating virtual spaces like over Zoom and a lot of things are on the way, 
You know, so if you guys are out there and you're like, man, I'm really just looking for a tribe of powerful people who are going to push me to thrive and truly live my life, then, I mean, reach out to Heath, reach out to me, and uh, we'll give you guys that information, of course. But we're here to serve. We're here to love you guys and to help you really show up so you can live this life. Yeah. And and one thing I'll mention is like right now I'm in the midst of uh, Princeton's mentorship program, the six weeks mentorship program. And, you know, I've seen Princeton do all the, all the different programs that he's got over the years and I want to take advantage. And this is probably the worst time in my life to attempt (laughs) to try to do that. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. You know, I just want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I did. And the, you know, the conversations, I I, I feel bad because sometimes you'll, you'll ask me a certain question. I feel like I've kind of gone off on the tangents, but then I've had some of the people message me after we get out of that group and be like, you know, what you bring to it is great. What Princeton brings to it is great. And I just feel like you guys together, like I forgot who it was that that messaged me, but um, they were like, you know, the things that you guys say, just the way that you guys have been balancing certain things off, it's gotten me to really like motivate it. I can't wait for the next thing. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's something I haven't been able to tell you yet, but I'm glad I can at least tell you on the show. Um, And if anybody's looking for something like that, um, head to Evolve Mastery and check it out. I, cause I, I'm only halfway through the mentorship program and it's one of the, one of the shorter, um, I think one of the shorter things that you have, cause I know you yeah. have the, the 12 week course that we can talk about in a second, but, um, actually if you want to talk about the six week one real quick, cause I know this one we're in the middle of, but you run them fairly frequently. Once one's over, you start another one. Um, once you, yeah, they piggyback. Um, so yeah, so the six week mastery course, it's just a deep dive, you know, into number one, going back to the root of understanding what you are, what your power, true power, potential and purpose is in this world. You know, and then we just go through the process of really looking at the deeper pillars of your life, you know, really mastering your mind, mastering your body, understanding intuition, you know, showing up and, and really maximizing your potential and your ability to flow personally and professionally in your life you know, so on and so forth. So that's really, it's the six week mentorship program is meant to not only level you up, but bring you back to center, you know, understanding what you are and the directing directive and the direction that your life has the potential to go in and then kickstart you, so to speak, to level you up. Um, and then of course the 12 week, I actually just changed this because I was doing the 12 month program where it was one call a month, but then when the upcoming events that we're getting ready to do, um, reboot your destiny, um, is the event in-person event that we're getting ready to do in September here in Arizona and Scottsdale, um, details will be coming out about that soon. That'll also be on the evolvedmastery.com website. Um, so if you guys want to stay in, stay tuned, you know, go there, or you can also follow me at Princeton Clark on Instagram. And we just started, I transitioned Evolved Mastery on Instagram to another profile because we're getting ready to build a team of coaches. The content is about to change. And so I made my the Evolved Mastery page just the Princeton Clark. So if you want to find me on Instagram, my main page is at Princeton Clark. And then you can also follow at Evolved Mastery. We haven't really put anything there yet, but we got a lot that's about to come. Um, but there's, there's just so much, you know, so I have the six week, the 12 week, and we're also putting together a year long coaching program. And we also have a five day challenge that's coming up in the first two weeks of July. So reach out to me if you guys would like any of that information. Um, Heath can also put my email in the text down here. If you guys want to reach out to me, but if you want to write it down, it's P Clark at evolved mastery.com and just let the hot the headliner of that email be 
um, program and event info. And then I'll respond to it as I see those come in. But um, yeah, man, there's a lot. But I want to honor your time, brother. Yeah, I mean, we'll wrap it up in a few. Um, but the the retreat that you've got coming up, I know it's still in the works. And I know you've bumped it off a little bit into September, which kind of intrigues me. Yeah, now that now your time change, your time frame's kind of changed. I might be able to swing that. I might actually be able to make that happen. <laughs> and I've had some I've had some money still tied up in the airline with trips I didn't get to take um when covid hit so I, I might have some airline miles that i might be able to use to get out to scottsdale so we might have to chat about that one but let's go bro what yeah, is the what is here, what is the retreat that you have in the works what is the what is the general gist of what that's going to be like okay so the retreat is is going to be called reboot your destiny and so you know if you think about the word i'm, I'm big on words you know rebooting you know understand that you know, we get into this flow. We start following the programs of our life as we're waking up every single day, chasing our goals. It's for high level entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs, people who are really looking to step into their purpose, but they need a massive reboot. You know, computer systems, when you have too many programs that are running, you know, it starts to weigh on the interface. It starts to take away the energetic flow or digital RAM to run other programs more efficiently. And it starts to slow down your system. Well, there's a lot of people who are high functioning, you know, who have the ability or who have an idealistic vision for what they want to manifest, but they're not moving as efficiently as they have the potential to or the power to because they're still using or running all these other programs that are affecting their ability to truly show up and flow efficiently in the different areas that life is requiring them to show up in. You know, and so we're going to take them through a massive mental, spiritual, emotional, physical reboot over the course of three days to really push them into their destiny. What does that look like? We're going to dive into what, what your destiny looks like, you know, and how to truly know when you're walking in your destiny, as opposed to just spinning your wheels, you know, constantly showing up, you know, quote unquote, getting shit done. You know, Tony oft, all, often says, you know, don't confuse getting shit done with progress. And I think that's why a lot of people get burnt out because, High level and even low level, you know, but especially high level people get so burnt out because they're constantly getting shit done. They're constantly doing this and I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And they have so many programs running in the system of their energy that it's hard that when it's time for them to slow down and really focus on the programs that need to run in order for them to maximize their flow, maximize their put out or maximize their expansion or evolution, they don't have the bandwidth to be able to do it, but they keep pushing through it anyway. And that's what ultimately leads to burnout. You know, they're frying their circuits, so to speak, you know, but it's going to be a two and a half day, might as well say three day um, event, you know, where we're just going to dive into this reboot process and it's going to be powerful. I can promise you, you've never been to an event like this. You know, I know Tony has his events, but you've never been to one of my events, you know, and anybody who knows me will tell you, I don't know how to come in any other way, but to bring the fire, you know, and you're not going to be around me. We're doing something different in our events though, because one, one thing that I always say, like, you can't be around me and not be impacted, you know, but I'm also a high touch person. You're not going to come to the event, you know, and just see me speak on stage. And then I disappear behind the wall somewhere and you don't see me again until it's time to speak. Like I get out, I mix, I mingle. I have the people, the speakers that are going to be there mix and mingle, you know, and because we know what it's like to be you. We know what it's like to travel that path, you know, and I believe if you're going to charge somebody, you know, a high ticket to come to an event like this, 
then you should be high touch, you know? And so that's one thing that I'm bringing because I feel like that's something that needs to change in the industry. I feel like there's a lot of people in the industry that people look up to that are untouchable. And I always say, I never want to be untouchable. Now I know it gets to a point now, if I could touch everybody, you know, that would be great, you know, but I have to also love myself, give myself space and grace and balance, but I I'm creating this event. I'm in control. So I get to dictate how much energy I give out and how much energy I, I, I use. So I may have to step away for a few minutes, get some water, grab a snack, you know, go out for lunch, you know, and we can even go out to lunch together, you know, for those who come in VIP and stuff like that, there's going to be options for that as well. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a powerful event, man. But more than anything, what I'm looking forward to is the connections that are going to be made and also the speakers that are going to be there and the impact that they're going to have. That sounds awesome, man. The whole thing sounds awesome. It's got me kind of fired up. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm pumped you got it pushed off until the fall because that, that opens up some possibilities for me. So looking yeah. forward to it, looking forward to it. And I'll make sure that we have all the information on how to connect to you and some links to some of these things on the show notes for the podcast. So um, we will awesome. put it all out there so people can check you out and look at everything you've got going on, especially if this is the first time they've ever ever heard of you, new listeners who might not have heard the first episode. If you haven't heard the first episode where we went more in depth into Princeton's story, I mean, he goes into the whole the whole thing about where he came from and how triumphant of the story it was. Um, go check that. I think it's episode 16. I think it's the mm-hmm. I think it was the first episode of Finding Life, a little series that I did with some people coming on and telling their stories. But um Go check that one out if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, yeah I that- it was been, it's been awesome having you, man. I love the conversations that we have. And a great thing is uh, just to ha- having the connecting to have you there even more often. Um, you know, I remember getting off with the the last interview that we did, and then you kind of got busy with your stuff, and it was just kind of like there was no Princeton for a while. But I appreciate yeah. <laughs> I've, I've appreciated our connection so much. Like I said, it's it's one of, if not the most valuable one that I've made in the last three years and probably made the most impact on how much my life has drastically shifted and how much more fulfilling and what I'm able to actually bring to the world in a whole different way as well. So, I mean, if anything, like I said, if, even if you just, if I just change one person's life with what I'm doing, the way you've changed mine, then it's all worth it. You know, I find that one yes. who's had it, it's uh, it's all worth it. So thank you. I'm eternally grateful for everything that you do, man. Hey, likewise, man. I always say the greatest form of repayment for anyone in my position is to watch a life be transformed and to watch somebody light up and start moving in what they're gifted in. So you repay me every single day, man. Every time you show up, you know, every time you impact one of those lives, you know, you're paying it forward, but you're also paying it back to me, you know, because it was just a seed sown. And I think for any of us, you know, as we're taking this journey like this and pouring out, the more we pour out, the more we serve, there is nothing greater than knowing you've impacted someone's life but more than that, they've taken that impact and now they're, they're transitioning it through their gifts, through their abilities, through the doors that they're opening for them. And they're using it to impact someone else's life. Like that is the greatest blessing, you know, next to learning to look, truly love yourself, because without that, you wouldn't be able to do those things. So right. it's an honor, man. I'm blessed by you greatly as well. All right, brother. I'm excited to see what you got going on next. It's like, if I can, <laughs> if you can just take timestamps and jump from 2018 to 2021, I'm excited to see what, you know, 2023 <laughs> is going to have for you and what's, what's in store for you in the future. Cause it's always a quantum leap every couple of years and seeing how you level up. So, oh man, we're going international. We're already virtually international right now, but literally I'm about to start traveling internationally. So the next 
couple of years are going to be intense. I tell people right now, if, if you're not connecting to me now, you know, uh, you're, you're going to be kicking yourself in the next year or two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to see what's going to come out of Evolve Mastery in the Princeton Clark camp and everything you've got going on, man. So best of luck. And I will definitely be there. I will. I, I want to be there um, going as fast as I possibly can to keep up, at least watching the show. But, you know, I'm always you won't be watching. You'll be on. Stage, I, I'm, hoping so. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. I will be there. I know things always can change in life so much. So, yes, sir. All right, my man, I will let you go. Thanks again for stopping by. Thanks for having me, brother. Talk to you soon. A huge thanks to my man, Prince, for stopping by the show for the second time. Always a pleasure to talk to him. He is an anomaly, the definition of the rare breed. And you can check out everything he's got going on at EvolvedMastery.com. And if you have an interesting or inspiring story to tell and you want to be on an episode of the show, hit me up and maybe we can connect. You can reach me at connect at livethislife.org. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T at livethislife.org. You can also head over to the show's Calendly to book a time to talk with me at calendly.com forward slash livethislife. Until next time, keep living.